0: Bring them out, bring them out, bring Broke. them out, bring them out. Oh, it's hard oh. to yell when the bad rails in your mouth. Woo. Bring them out, bring them out. Bring
1: them up, bring them out. Bring them up, bring them up. The championship run deep in our vein The entertainment rolling real cause it's all in the game To us you know around the city doing it better than this Just say look at this, you can look around who
2: better than this Nobody Ooh, your team, the Blazers, the Knicks, the Wizards, the Clippers The Patriots, the Cowboys, Clips, Cowboy. the Titans, the Chickens USC, Gamecock, Shamrock, know what it is Man, triple left the new podcast, Just join the game plan Come on. Come on. Bring them out, bring them out Welcome
0: to the Fantasy Football Team Podcast with your hosts Zay, Young Vander, and Brojo. Yo, 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 welcome back to the show. Look, y'all about to see a little bit of a different side of me today. I'm going to get I'm going to get into that in just a second here. But bonjour, konnichiwa, olá, guten and what's popping to my people? Look, let me explain something, all right? For all of those under the sign of my voice. G- 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 give me 2 minutes here rank I don't give a damn how many Twitter followers a person has, how many IG followers, how many Facebook followers, it don't matter. Fantasy is what I do. And if you want to challenge me, if you want to challenge us, we do this. We take on all comers. Believe that. Mr. AARON Shield. Of face-off sports network writer for fantasy pros don't run now my guy don't run now you had all the shit to talk giving people dumb takes telling them to trade jonathan taylor for what reason i don't know because there ain't nobody out there worth giving him up for unless it's chase or or justin which if you giving them up for him that's a dumb move just as much as it would be to trade him for anybody else but hey my guy you challenged me i accept it I told you to put your money where your mouth was. You said you would, but now you don't want to return messages. Oh, oh, OK, that's that's I guess that's how we do it out here in the professional world. But, hey, you know, it is what it is. I'm 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 still looking for you. This is now publicly calling you out. I privately called you out already. So whenever you are ready, I'm ready. I'm just saying with that being said, <clears throat> let me formally introduce my crew. As always, I got my man, Young Vander on with me. Holla at the people, Young Vander.
1: Fantasy Fiends, what's
2: going on out
0: there? And my guy, little bro, bro Joe, Holla at the fam.
2: What's going on, Fantasy Fiend family? All
0: right, so quick reminder, if you're trying to find us on Twitter, look, I'm bad about this, y'all. I apologize for not putting out the information on a weekly base for those that need it. But Twitter, at Fantasy underscore Fiend, IG, Fantasy Football Fiend, at Fantasy Football Fiend. And on Facebook fantasy football fiend family that's f-e-i-n not f-e-i-n-d just in case you're looking fantasy football fiend family on facebook yo we got a lot to get into afc east is going to be the breakdown for this week quite a bit of news to hop into so we're just going to go ahead and get this party started with your news
1: And now your fantasy
2: news.
0: All right, so it's a lot of stuff going on right now. We're going to muddle our way through it and see what's what, see what's important, see what's not really important. Anything that you need to kind of keep your ear to the ground on. Uh, First up, we have a signing by the coats of one Mr. Philip Lindsay. So it looks like the once breakout rookie stud, the actually the only undrafted free agent to ever make a Pro Bowl at that spot. He's actually on a one year deal now with the coach to back up one Jonathan Taylor. So, again, we have a bell cow and then Jonathan Taylor, not much backing him up. Hines has his own job, regardless of Taylor being there or not. So he really wouldn't be the guy to take over. So Lindsay right now looks like he's going to end up being the handcuff there. Irv Smith is impressing at camp. Right now, the uh, beat writers are saying uh, Mr. Sam Ekstrom, he writes that he looked pretty agile coming back from his injury. It's looking like right now the same as we've been saying for a couple of months. This is going to be one of those guys that you want to keep on your radar because he will cost next to nothing and he most definitely has a tight end one ceiling. And this is also a contract year. You know, which is not nothing. So just make sure you keep that in mind. On the opposite end of the spectrum, um, a guy that I told you that I would personally stay away from, not based on his talent, but based on all the talent around him. One Mr. Tyler Higby just had surgery. So he ended up having to have off-season knee surgery. And he's working back up to a full football activity type of a situation. It's going to take him a little bit to get back in the game. So keep that in mind as far as Mr. Higby is concerned. Dynasty guys out there that are hoping, wishing, and praying for Kenny Pickett to come through for you this year. Right now, uh, beat writer Ray Fittipaldo, and I hope I pronounced your name correctly, he's indicating right now that by all looks, Pickett is going to pretty much have to blow the doors off of Trubisky in order for him to take over that job anytime in the very near future. I mean, It seems as if Pittsburgh kind of has a plan and they don't necessarily want to bring the young pup along too fast. So he's going to seriously have to impress in order to overtake one Mr. Trubisky. For you guys that, you know, get those back-end quarterbacks, this might be a guy that starts out hot enough to keep his job throughout the year. And he definitely has enough targets. So just keep that in mind. Sad news of the week. Tariq Cohen ruptured his Achilles. He had an Instagram uh, video going and, you know, he was doing a workout and everything. I mean, you you it, it was audible. Like, you could literally hear it. Um, i'm not sure if you guys have had the opportunity to see that video or not but it, it's um i don't know if cohen is going to be able to come back from this on the tails of an acl he he was just getting back to form from that acl and now the achilles goes out so i mean man uh prayers going up and out for him and his vander you were saying something about robert woods
1: uh yeah robert woods everyone knows he's uh recovering of an ACL injury the newly acquired Robert was for the Tennessee Titans and he seems like he feels like the Titans are kind of holding him back a little bit in his recovery really didn't go into detail about mm. and what you know as far as um what way maybe it could be him not being able to be close to the team or you know I'm not sure how they what the plan is for him but he did publicly came out and said that he feels they're kind of holding him back a little bit interesting so, um, so, that's something to monitor moving forward, and and with them requiring the rookie, trade. Tra- 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 yeah, right. So you never know what plan they may have in place as far as bringing him back in. Maybe slowly, maybe something they talked about. You know, a lot of these guys they feel that they're ready to go, and the team has different plans for you. I mean, we just seen with Zion Williamson, right? Um, the kids say he's been ready to play. I mean, he's going between the legs before games, and the team's like, nah, we hold you out the next year. So. Sometimes the organization and players are on different pages. So this may be something to monitor moving forward.
0: Yeah, there's a difference between a, a dunk at the beginning of a game and actually being able to run up and down the court at full speed for four quarters. So, yeah, and same thing with Woods. It's, it's a difference between, you know, oh, I can run, I can cut, versus, you know, doing some of the drills and things of that nature that they may be doing that he wants to participate in, but they just don't quite feel that he's ready yet. I don't think that this actually helps Burks on two folks so first you're not getting the tutelage of the elder statesman that was kind of brought in to bring you along first and foremost um that that's kind of more important at this part of the season kind of having that other person in the room they, they really don't have any other wide receivers that are kind of you know worth mentioning to a certain extent um they have um the guy with the the long name that i can't remember um what is it Westbrook I, I I I not I whatever uh, NWI. no disrespect. I just can't remember his name Oh, um, yeah, but yeah, they have that guy there but I mean he's he's no one that I I mean I wouldn't write home about him. So how are you gonna help? You know the, the rookie come up So
1: as far as the listeners man, I definitely think Robert Woods would be a guy will grab I mean, he's pretty much a lot to outperform his ADP. Absolutely. I mean, he's currently outside of the top 50 which is kind of crazy considering This guy is usually up there a lot of times, top 15, mostly every season. He's sneaky, you know what I mean? So he has sneaky production, but he's outside of top 50 currently in Dynasty Leagues. So I think this is somebody I definitely would have on my team and maybe in a redraft, something like
0: that. Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Make sure that you're paying attention to what other people are failing to pay attention to. On defense, we had James Badbury. He joined the Philadelphia defense. Uh, Philadelphia is gearing up to take over this division. And I'm going to put this out here now. One of the best values this year in fantasy, Jalen Hurts. I'm telling you now, get ahead on this. Jalen Hurts is going to be one of the top quarterbacks for fantasy in the league this year. Barring injury, of course. I, I don't see how the kid can fail. He 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 was one of the he was actually one of the breakouts in fantasy as far as the quarterback was concerned last year. And now he has the best weapon that he has ever had. Like it's man. Like I'm telling you, Jalen Hurts is going to win people fantasy leagues this year. Watch what I take.
1: Yeah, I mean the guy finished top ten.
0: Yeah, that was I'm made, without and, and AJ Brown,
1: a lot of people don't know that this guy led the league. As far as quarterbacks and rushing touchdowns. Yep. You, you already know how it is. You got those dual threat quarterbacks. I mean, they, they're usually gold. So And I don't
0: mean. be in a league where you get six points for a rushing touchdown and four for a passing. I'm yeah. telling you, he, this dude is going to be a standout this year barring injury. Paris Campbell is back from injury. I saw, I saw uh, a post that he made. I, maybe it was a tweet or something. He was like, I'm 100% injury free. And I don't understand why people hating on me and saying I'm an injury risk and all that. I'm like, my guy, you, you, I mean, you're a Buckeye. So I followed you pretty closely. You've literally been hurt every single year you've been in the NFL. Like, why are we trying to act like this isn't a thing? I mean, I I wish you the best. I hope that you don't get hurt going forward. But there's a reason why people think that you're an injury risk because you have been. That's neither here nor there. Right now, bro, Joe. Your squad is indicating, which was something that we all knew, they're planning on having a backfield rotation Indicating that it's going to be kind of a committee, actually more of a two-headed monster, unless for some reason Carson can come back, which he may then lead the committee if, if he comes back. But I, with that neck injury, who knows how that's going to work out. But they do plan on playing multiple guys and don't have any problem with playing multiple guys. So there, this may be a 1A, 1B type of a scenario versus it being, you know, a, a split going more towards one running back or the other's way.
2: Oh yeah, I think with this, uh, the huge lean would be still Kenneth Walker. He just has that gear to him where he can just take it to the house from anywhere. Rashard is is fast, but Kenneth Walker is definitely a lot faster. If I had to give a comp to the backfield as far as a split, honestly, it could be. I I would lean maybe Atlanta where the Cordell Mike Davis type of uh, split, and I would definitely hedge the the bulk of the carries going the way, like I said again, of Kenneth. Uh, Rashard's great, but obviously we had no plans of signing him long term or we would have gave him a lucrative deal. So he's still a good play in fantasy. And I think he should be there maybe the fourth or fifth round in redraft.
0: Another guy that has some puzzling news, I, I might say, Justin Ross, formerly of Clemson, Clemson Tigers. He's now a Kansas City Chief. Some interesting news came out about his scenario. Um, he would have been supposedly one of the you know first guys out As far as Robert Seaver is concerned, but the injury that he suffered, which was a neck injury, neck and spine injury, caused a significant setback. So apparently only four NFL teams actually cleared him. So I don't know how to take that. Well, I do know how to take it, but I just don't want to take it because he's on one of my dynasties end of the bench but still you just want the best for all your guys i'm definitely hoping and praying that he's not in the same boat as a car as a chris carson or you know he, he's already had a neck injury and he isn't even in the pros yet so i'm just hoping that everything kind of works out well for this young man but the fact that four out of 32 teams cleared him that that's kind of troubling to me. But yeah, he, he had to address a bulging disc and congenital fusing condition in his neck and spine.
2: I like his upside for real for real. Like you said, it's one of those things where with that injury, you just don't know how well he's gonna look. And if he does even come back, because he also had a foot injury in college, he was having issues with the hurting during practice in Clemson, which led to mm. him getting the prognosis. So NFL hits a lot a lot different than college, obviously. These people are more, you know, tacticians to the game. Me know how to hit legally now. And because you only got so many places to to hit, um, I it's one of those scares for me where it's just like. I think he has the t- upside to be a huge steal in a few years to come i'm also leery about it because one he hasn't had much time to prepare for the nfl because of his recovery to the foot and also the surgery and then two you know once he does get acclimated which could be year one could be year two you still don't know medically how safe he'll be as far as these collisions because again nfl hits are a lot harder than college these people are more technical and they know how to hit you way harder with bigger the faster hit. stronger Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. These next two items, I hold near and dear to my heart, and I can put it under the category of I told you so. Beat writer Ryan O'Halloran of the Denver Post says it's looking more and more like tight end Greg Dolchich is going to be the starter ahead of Albert O on the depth chart come week one. Remember I told you guys that Dolchich can't block and he's going to be out there to catch the ball? It's already showing up. And we we haven't even made it to to OTAs yet. We haven't made it to mini camp yet or anything of that nature. He's already showing up. That he's the guy that they thought they draft. I'm telling you, this is going to be one of those guys again. We keep talking about the zero tight end. He's going to be a guy that nobody's going to be paying attention to. You probably don't even have to draft him with one of your last picks. You can. You might be able to wait to the to week one until you see it, but I would prefer to pick him up with one of my last picks if I'm going zero tight end versus having to use my waiver priority after week one for him. So it's looking like again in Denver that Doshich is going to end up being the guy that we thought he was going to be. The other I told you so, I told you that Brian Edwards wasn't it. And I also told you that Keelan Cole Sr. coming to the Raiders spilled the end for that guy and he got sent on up the hill to atlanta now uh keelan cole doesn't have quite as much in front of him i believe that he's going to be able to beat out robinson he'll i think he'll end up being Third on the depth chart by the time it's all said and done, right behind Adams and Renfro. We'll see how that part ends up shaping out. But Brian Edwards is now an Atlanta Falcon, and Keelan Cole is now at least minimally in the four wide receiver set. And I think he'll end up being in the third. Um, That... Pretty much. We have Ezekiel Elliott, who's apparently looking pretty good in camp right now. The knee injuries that he had last year don't seem to be causing any issue right now. So that may be a guy that he can mess around and be your second pick, not your first in second or third, just depending on how things work out between now and the time the draft rolls around. You know, he was he was pretty decent in most weeks even though having that in. That'll be something that we kind of need to pay attention to because he's already falling in drafts. Um, As far as dynasty is concerned, I wouldn't put as much stock in him at all. But as far as redraft is uh, concerned, he may end up being a a gem based on where you can get him and, you know, maybe being able to solidify that first round wide receiver or something of that nature first, or maybe even another first round running back. And then you got Zeke, a healthy Zeke as your number two that that may bode well for you as well. But that pretty much wraps up the news. Let's go ahead and get into this AFC East breakdown. All right, good people. First up, we have the Buffalo Bills. Buffalo's depth chart currently sits as such. You have Stephon Diggs as the number one receiver. Right now, you have Gabriel Davis as the number two outside receiver. Jamison Crowder is the starter in the slot. And we have at running back, Devin Singletary. We have James Cook, Duke Johnson, Zach Moss. Quarterback, obviously, we have Josh Allen. And tight end, we have Dawson Knox. And we also have O.J. Howard that just joined the fold. And they also drafted the Rick Windermeyer, uh Watermeyer, Jalen Watermeyer. And he's a a stud in the making. I'm, I don't I don't see all three of these tight ends remaining on the team. M- maybe maybe O.J. Howard is a quick stop. Or, or maybe Knox is going to require a couple more coins than they're willing to shell out on them when they can get OJ Howard and they already have Jalen in the fold, that'll be a little bit cheaper. So that's what we currently have as far as the Buffalo players. What is your outlook as far as Buffalo's fantasy season is concerned?
1: Um I feel Buffalo is gonna be one of the tops in this division. Of course, uh continuing having a, uh well they should be the they're the highly favorite to win the division for one.
0: yeah. Um, for sure.
1: <laughs> so I think they're gonna have a really good season, of course First quarterback off the board is Josh Allen, for the most part, in most leagues. Um, I see him continuing on being dominant as he's been. Some of the things I'm curious about in this team is the new OC, Ken Dorsey. I want to see how that looks, you know, with them losing Dabble to the Giants. It's always good to see how the new play caller comes in and how that kind of like that that offense um, plays. So curious in that we you didn't mention uh, the kid, the rookie Khalil Shakir. I want to see what his role is going to be.
0: Yeah, it looks if- like he's behind Gabriel Davis. He's his backup, and Jake Kumaro is Stefan Diggs' backup. Right, but I think and Isaiah McKenzie. I didn't mention his name, but I apologize about that one. He's behind Jamison Crowder as the backup in the slot.
1: Yeah, I think Shakir probably would play in a little slot as well, even though they have him listed as, you know, outside receiver. So I think he'd probably play a little slot as well. It's just interesting to see how this thing goes. I could see Zach Moss maybe being the guy also as well getting cut. True. As as we get closer to those uh, June 1st cuts with them bringing in the Duke Johnson and drafting James Cook. Yeah, right on the wall for that one. Right, so I would um, definitely look and see where he lands But I'm not a fan of him even if he lands somewhere else I'm not really a fan of his work I mean, hey, division champs as well (laughs) it just seems in the future with this team so
0: the thing I'm looking at that's going to be the most befuddling in my opinion is the running back core because James Cook in my estimation is kind of just a a bigger version of Devin Singletary but that also means he may be able to shoulder a little bit more of the load I can see this definitely being a committee Duke Johnson is no slouch when he got the opportunity in Miami he, he put up decent numbers last year so we have to make sure that when we're looking at this running back group, we are definitely looking at it as, as a committee. I saw an article yesterday. and it, it made me laugh a little bit. It's kind of those days in the summer where people just say any damn thing. But it was in their estimation that James Cook would end up putting up the best rookie running back numbers. <laughs> and I just, I, I, don't, I, I, nah. I, don't, I don't see the path to it. I don't see the path. Yeah, and I I don't remember who it was because I really wish I could give you credit. (laughs) But yeah, James, he'll he'll be decent in in, in Dynasty. He's one of those guys that unless you know, you don't know. So you might not actually, you might be able to get him at at a bargain, if you will. Singletary is really only impressed in one season. So I mean, maybe maybe he does get supplanted in year two, or maybe they're kind of neck and neck at a 50-50 kind of deal. But even at 50, well, it can't be 50-50 because Duke Johnson is going to get, I mean, three thirds is, is more likely what's going to happen with this running back group. So volume is king and barring injury, I don't see any of them getting enough volume for it to make it worth your while. Stacked on top of the fact that Allen averages 8-9 rushing touchdowns. So he takes away a lot of rushing touchdowns from the running back in the red zone. So, eh, I don't know. This will be one of the... If you go zero RB, then maybe you get a couple of these guys. Something like that. But outside of that, eh. I'll wait for the injury or for the breakout before I even
2: you know touch it. So what I'll touch on, because you guys did a great job breaking down the other play, player positions is going back to running back. I'm a little bit nervous about their backfield for a putt reasons. James Cook is a tremendous running back as far as his work ethic. He's a really good competitor. Obviously, I know a lot about him because I'm a Georgia fan. But he also was a part of a three-headed monster. And his specialist, you know, or his skill set, rather, was the receiving and pass blocking back. We've never seen him carry a workload. It's not saying he can't. I think he has the pedigree to eventually do so. But I think he'll be one of those people who will be telling about him the second half of the season, more so than the first. Because if anything happens to Singletary, I don't think Singletary gets his job back. Because like you said, to your point, he's just a bigger Singletary. And he's a great inside runner for what that's worth. And for what they do on offense, he's already going to be out there to block and also get receptions out of the backfield. But to what extent, we won't know early on because we've seen them use all three running backs a lot last season.
0: Moving on to the Miami Dolphins, we obviously have Tariq Hill as their number one wide receiver. Jalen, w- well, can I say obviously? Him and Jalen may be neck and neck, honestly. But Jalen Waddle right now is the number two wide receiver. Number three wide receiver is Cedric Wilson, Tua Tungvaloa at quarterback, Mike Gusecki at tight end. Talk about a crowded backfield. So we have Chase Edmonds, Sony Michelle, Raheem Mostert, Miles Gaskins, Salvin Ahmed. It's a whole lot of running backs on this team that's what stands out more than anything else they actually have a pretty good receiving core the skill sets of tyreek and Jalen kind of match up as such that where one gets you the other one can kind of feed off of so it's a possibility that this is either going to make well it's not even a possibility it's definitively gonna make or break to a of to, uh, to a tongue of a lower And the reason I say that is with the weapons that you have at your disposal for you not to succeed means that you're just not good at your job. And maybe it's going to take more time or maybe the maybe it never turns around. But if you can't succeed this year with the running backs that you have that can catch out of the backfield, the wide receivers that can catch the ball on all parts of the field and having a tight end, that's a I'll label him as a slot tight end because he might as well be a wide receiver as damn self. I don't know what else you could possibly want. They went and got you Teron Armstead at left tackle in the offseason. There's nothing more that they can do for you other than say, here, do it or don't. So that's that's where I am on this team.
1: I'm not really surprised by the number of running backs they have. I mean, because this is San Francisco South.
0: Yeah. And um, so they're gonna
1: they're gonna have a ton of guys that gonna be able to get in there and um
0: and June first is
1: coming. Right. So as, as far as guys like uh Med and um even Miles Gaskins, these guys can very really well be on different teams by the time the season starts. Um, because you got to think about it, those are not Mike McDaniel's guys. So I guess he's going to test them out and see how well they fit in that zone run scheme. See if that you know fits their skill set. But this team is really a quarterback away, the right quarterback away from really being extremely dangerous. Facts. And and, and doesn't it really take the a crazy guy? I mean, I think a Jameis Winston will have this team, you know, like that. I agree. You know, just a quarterback, someone that has ver that can get vertical, push the ball down the field. You got two, I mean, this is the first time I've ever seen two four-two guys on the same team. Stupid. All right. So you have one of the better running systems in the NFL with a Shanahan, you know, offense with two four-two guys on the outside. I mean, you're right. This is a make and break year for Tua. My prediction would be Lamar Jackson will land here in maybe another two years. But um okay. you always said that. <laughs> But we're definitely going to see what they're about, what two is about, because Miami definitely dig into the bag this past, uh, this offseason and spent some money. As far as the running backs, though, I, I like I like Miami running backs. So if you are in a kind of like a zero, not really zero, but if you're the type to maybe grab a, a skill position or like a wide receiver with your first couple picks, grab some of these Miami running backs, because uh, they can very well be gold when it comes to fantasy this year. The ring, the Raheem Mostert and the Sonny Michelle's of the world. I think Chase will get... A few carries, but he could very well be more of a receiving threat.
0: He could very well be hurt too. Like everyone on the back on this list. Right.
1: (laughs) Right. Right. So whoever, whoever's, you know, left standing would be the guy. Yep. You know what I mean? In this, in this uh, backfield. But this team's going to make some noise though.
0: Unfortunately, I I, I honestly think if things go perfectly, New England may be looking at the bottom of the barrel this year. Well, no, I take that back because we're going to be better than the Jets no matter what. Okay. So never mind. I'm happy about that. <laughs> we 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 can normally best Miami, but Miami Miami is putting together a monster. Y'all better pay attention. My, Miami got a squad right now, so and, and I know this is fantasy, but looking at their defense, you got one of the better corners. They decided to go ahead and pay in Xavier and Howard. I mean, you got some studs out there in Miami right now and I'm I'm very much interested in seeing what they're going to do this year. What you got on them, Joe?
2: The defense is looking really really good considering the woes they had to start off the season because of situation more so than the defense itself. If they can improve even the slightest on offense like you said, that's a playoff caliber team, which would lend itself to uh, various weapons on the offense. You guys already broke everything down as far as wide receivers and Tua. Again, going back to running backs, like you said, it's, it's so tough to choose any one of these guys because it's like a who's who of who can stay healthy. But Chase Edmonds, I think, has the most opportunity to be utilized heavily in this offense. Because they spent the most money, and, you know, out of all these signers and everything, I think he's that's like he outlasts everybody. <laughs> he, yeah, he outlasts everybody. Like, I think like he like twice as much or maybe three times as much as anybody else they signed. So if that's a, a vindication of what they think of him, then they're going to utilize him a lot. But again, that doesn't mean much because can he stay healthy? It's not a question of what he brings to the floor, like the the team. He actually brings Raheem Upstart vibes, but he's just more he's more of a pass catcher well better of a pass catcher looking at the rest of the team i love what they did to show up the offensive line so obviously it lends itself to a productive running game connor williams coming over there and teron armstead is a great bookend uh, tackle so we already know whatever this offense is going to look like it's going to be highly productive i think it lends itself really to the quarterback to y'all point they're just a quarterback away but if tua can utilize these weapons is he a look for a quarter a quarterback at the end of the draft i don't know But (laughs) he looks enticing with um, how this offense should be paced and should be ran this season.
0: Moving on to my squad, the Patriots, who are really disappointing me right now on several fronts. But uh, number one wide receiver, Devontae Parker. Number two wide receiver, Kendrick Bourne. Jacoby Myers in the slot. Hunter Henry at tight end. Mac Jones at quarterback. Another crowded backfield. We have Damian Harris as the starter. Ramondre Stevenson as the number two guy. Pierre Strong Jr. after him, James White does what he does, but he's fourth on the chart. Kevin Harris, another rookie, and J.J. Taylor is still there as well. My issue with New England, before we even discuss a player, you have a defensive coordinator and a lackluster special teams guy, specialist, if you will. Calling your offense. That's just not sitting right with me. Not only that, but you don't even definitively have either one of them doing it. They're kind of sharing the load. I don't know what the hell Bill Belichick is doing. I'm beyond the in bill we trust shit. And um, I think we're gonna take a step back because there are too many, it's too much ambiguity. And 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 Bill may think it's cute, but we need an offensive coordinator. We need a definitive defensive coordinator, and we also need a damn GM. Uh, I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm very frustrated with what the Patriots are doing, and I don't see it getting better anytime soon. I think we can go ahead and kick the can up the road on this Bill versus Brady argument. And um, as far as fantasy is concerned, I think uh, the number two behind, or the the backup to Devontae Parker, Nelson Aguilar, I think he will be. Moved on down the road. Nikhil Harry's still there as well. Like he'll 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 either be a June first cut or well, I don't I don't even think we could get anything for him in the trade. That's why he's still there. They would have took like a seventh round pick for him. I and mean, I forgot about the rookie there. He's backing up Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, and and that's the grouping of the Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Tyquan Thornton, and Jacoby Myers. Is exactly why I think Nikhil Harry and Nelson Aguilar are going to be expendable. Coupled with the fact that we utilize the tight end a little bit more than most, and the scuttlebutt is we are trying to figure out the best way to include Johnu Smith and Hunter Henry as far as the passing game is concerned. The running game, you never really trust the Patriots running game in fantasy. The issue with this is... If James White is back to form, he also takes away passes from the other receivers. He's almost like a, a another slot guy, if you will, another middle of the field guy. Damian Harris is clear, clearly the the cream of the crop in this bunch. However, if I'm not mistaken, he's in the last year of his deal and he wants a little bit more money than Bill Belichick is willing to pay a running back, which is why I believe we have all these running backs. And the thing about that is we are going to need to see more of these guys to know if Damian Harris is going to be expendable. So whether or not that'll mean Ramondre's up or whether or not Pierre Strong may be able to usurp him, it's going to be a season of this back this week for this particular game plan because I think he'll be better against this team. That's just kind of the way Bill plays it, even though Damian Harris is clearly the the best running back we have. Uh, Real quick,
1: I want to ask a question. Who do you guys feel is the best uh, basketball coach of all time?
0: Best basketball coach of all time? Yeah. Eh, uh, Maybe Popovich.
1: Okay. What about you, Joe? Uh, You could just name a quick one or two guys. It don't have to be one, but just so you know. Uh,
2: I like Kerr. I, I fuck with Kerr. I like Williams. all
1: time, though. All, all time. time.
2: Who coached uh, Miami back in the day? Pat, Ryan? Pat Riley. Yeah, Pat Riley. I'd take Riley if I had to be. All right, up.
1: cool. Well, I'm, the thing I'm getting at is a lot of people will say Phil Jackson, right? We've seen Phil Jackson won several championships, but he won several championships with Michael, Michael Jordan, Jordan. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. Right. Yeah. When he finally got the opportunity to be without these guys in New York look horrible. And I think that's what we kind of seen with Bill. This is post-Brady. Everybody can look great with a, a all-time player. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's one of those things now we starting to see him really starting to shine through. I mean, come on, man. Patricia. Man, Patricia gonna call your offense? Really? Crazy. Like,
0: he can barely call the damn defense.
1: You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, let's Let's, let's be for real. You know what I mean? So so Rick's Ryan gonna be my my, my new quarterback coach. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> make it make sense. And I think Bill, he's getting kinda of ahead of himself. He's getting to that point where he's getting a little too smart for his own good. We've seen it in the drafts of the last couple of years. Oh man. Where he's digging down deep, grabbing the guy from uh, midland tech, you know what I'm saying, in the first round. <laughs> so He's starting to dig Mm -hmm. a little too deep and think he can see something that no one else sees. And this is just a clear example of that where he doesn't feel like, oh, we don't need a GM. We don't need an offensive coordinator. We all football coaches. We figured, no, no, bro. It doesn't quite work like that. So my recommendation, like we talked about earlier, go grab Charlie Weiss, bring him back in the fold. Go grab uh, Bill O'Brien or one one of these guys that was... um, calling offenses in years past where you, where you had success.
0: bring them back. You, anybody that's called plays? How that, about-
1: that knows the Patriot way. You know what I mean? So bring them back in the fold like you did with uh, McDaniel's when he came back around. So I just think we get to that point where the guy's getting a little too smart for his own good. I can see this this team maybe finishing third in the division. Yeah. Uh, of course. And, I mean, hell, who's only behind them? The Jets. Yep, uh, exactly. I mean, look at the draft. You got and yes,
0: and I can see two are screwing up, though. So uh, we, 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 we might, we might, end up, you know, ahead of Miami.
1: So the kid Damian Harris is only twenty five years old. You just bought him in. You just got Ramon Stevenson who shows some promise as a great backup. But then you go go draft two more running backs. Like you just like it's just kind of weird. I'm confused. You know what I mean, but hey, he's Bill Belichick. He knows more than I do. As if far if as uh, fantasy what
0: it boys down to us, they don't help fantasy.
1: Yeah, as far as fantasy goes, I'm not <laughs> I'm I don't like any of these guys, to be honest with you. I really don't. If you're in a two quarterback league, of course you got to have Mac Jones on your team. In
0: zero R B strategy. Yeah. Pick up and Damian and Ramondre and he'll like, probably be on right.
1: I like Ramondre definitely as one of the better handcuffs in the league if Damian Harris goes down, but Hell, we don't know. We seen Romany fumble it early in the season, and we didn't see him again until like hey, no week twelve or something. You know what I'm saying? So who knows what Bill's doing up there? But yeah, Damian fantasy.
0: fumbled in the same damn game. It, it's like, come on,
2: Bill! Like, come on! Yeah, What's Bill I don't, I don't like any. Family? I
1: don't like no one on this team fantasy wise.
2: No one. I don't really have a, a read on this. What this team is going to look like? It's it's really hard. It's even hard to guess on offense. But what I will say is because I think philosophically they're going to keep it really simple. I don't know how that means you don't get an offensive coordinator, but it doesn't lend towards much. I agree with you. I don't think Harris is long-term for them. And Pierre Strong is somebody who's only a dynasty play. And with that, too, I always want to precaution somebody. Don't expect them to have year one value. But you don't get someone of his skill set unless you are looking uh, to replace James White. And he's really reminiscent of uh, Elijah Mitchell from last year, where he's very really small and stout as of a runner. He can do inside, outside. Uh, he has some physical uh, abilities to him, as far as you know, taking on contact and, and so forth. But he has the speed. I mean, he's a four three player who's gonna who's gonna find a way to get out and open and exploit you on you know the other you know sides of the field, going north and south. He's somebody for dynasty. Again, don't expect anything year one. But with all the moving parts and pieces that might be as far as writing on the wall, he's definitely a solid stash or somebody you can target even after this year. Cause I don't think nobody's going to look at him this year. Turning to wide receivers, we already know what to expect from Bourne and Myers. To your point, Taquan is definitely going to be somebody who makes all the other wide receivers very expendable. People think, he, think of him as a one-trick pony, uh, think of him as a speedster. In the right situation, I do see him being, I don't want to say Michael Gallup because obviously this guy runs a 4-2. But to my point, if you give him years time to kind of be more nuanced and learn the intricacies of a wide receiver, I think year two, year three, you'll you you'll cash in on somebody. Great ability, great upside. Uh, he's very physical uh, after the catch. He's really good at uh, many facets of attacking the third or fourth level of the defense. But again, relative to what we don't know, and how he'll be brought up, because I don't even know who the wide receiver coach. They might have another defensive guy coaching wide receivers. He is a project, but he's not much of a project. So he's somebody, another dynasty play that you kind of tip your hat to. But you can't say much, not because of his his acumen, his football intelligence, but more so no, no coordinator. I'm not going to really be on too many of these guys on the Patriots.
0: Lastly in the division, we have the New York Jets, they have garrett wilson as their number one receiver elijah moore as the number two cj uzama at tight end zach wilson at quarterback Brees hall as the number one running back michael carter backing him up tevin coleman is still on the depth chart along with ty johnson um, and Lamichael p ryan those guys have been around for a while this team it's it's going to be interesting because They have some pretty decent pieces. I just don't know if they could bring it all together. Their defense is going to kind of determine more so where they end up than their offense. They have a quarterback that could be good, could be bad. We don't know. He had too much between injuries and it it being a rookie year and all that kind of good stuff. And like it's just it was kind of difficult to really judge him. Could be a sleeper as far as fantasy is concerned, Um, Zach Wilson he has the weapons backing up wilson and more you have braxton Berrios, who showed that he has uh, some chops if you will jeff smith i'm not familiar with jeff smith um and then they have irvin charles is the uh, rookie that they brought in and i also i I really think that cj uzama is going to be an asset as well he's definitely a good catcher of the ball Um, you have tyler conklin backing him up but this team if Brees hall is everything that he's kind of touted to be zach wilson can simply hold it in the road they have the athletes to actually be a any given sunday type of a team i wouldn't necessarily trust any of them, like from start to finish I, I i feel a little bit more leery about them than even more so than even than i do about the patriots just because either you haven't done it or you you get hurt so often that i don't know if i want to put my still of approval on you. So that's kind of where I am with them. What you got on them, Joe?
2: Yeah. So with the Jets, how I look at it, and, and unfortunately we don't know, is that he reminds me a lot of uh, Lawrence from the Jaguars where you have a great amount of talent around your offense. And this could be one of those things that even with that abundance of talent, you still don't exceed um, expectation or you might dwindle like he was one of those guys that was really iffy you know he had he played a few Giga games and then he had dismal parts he got hurt came back played a little bit better so we don't know what that that looks like but taking a look at all his weapons of course there's plenty at least plenty to be desired out of all of them i really think the focus should honestly be around uh garrett wilson garrett is just he's ready and it's crazy because down the pipeline they got one even better wide receiver is still at ohio which is ridiculous that dude is anyway that's <laughs> we coming <laughs> i've never seen somebody that talented. i've never seen a wide receiver that talented like that and he's, he's so young but we'll talk next season but yeah garrett wilson i think he's gonna definitely take on the role as the number one wide receiver it's no slack to corey davis i just feel like with corey davis role he is just the X wide receiver but again that can mean anything to any offense but i think garrett as the z receiver he's gonna get heavily utilized don't want to throw out names and comps but i think he'll get a lot of target share like a waddle where he's gonna he's gonna get a lot of volume early on because he knows how to get open He's great at working defenders inside out. He has a full complement of a route tree to him. So he, to me, is a good wide receiver that I, I would look at even in uh, year-round. Somebody I want to target as my number one. But when we get to the territories of you know falling short and a three or a four, depending on how your draft strategy is, he's going to definitely be there. Brees Hall, uh, I think this is the New Orleans Saints debacle with Ingram and Kamara early on where Michael Carter is a great running back. To me, he didn't extend himself or kind of made it the obvious choice because he doesn't have the breakaway ability, but he's tough as nails through and through. He's going to work hard for uh, yards and leverage himself to get you know the most out of a play. But Brees Hall, it, it's no question his ability. And to me, Jonathan Taylor vibes is all over this kid, and he has the work ethic and the determination he wanted the best. But what I always want to kind of caution people, I know Le'Veon Bell sat out a year of football, but Le'Veon came to that team in relatively good shape. That motherfucker still he had no place to run even on a decent play and he's one of the better patient runners in the league that we've seen in in times past and he was held out to drive so i don't know how what that looks like especially with makai beckton being a pivotal part of that offense that we would need to see improvement but nonetheless the talent is there i think he can take on a full workload but again because of how porous the offensive line still is i would still i would not look to draft him high but if he falls to you at fair value You can put him away and just feel confident, but I'm not going to reach for him because they haven't addressed the offensive line. If back to 400 pounds right now, yeah. Yeah. And then, oh, quickly to touch on the tight end—that is a, a tough battle, believe it or not. I was reading on something where actually Tyler Conklin. Is looking really good in camp, but again, this is not even training camp as of yet. Right. But he's doing impressively well as far as picking up the offense and everything else. With J- uh, even with uh, Rocker, there, this might be one of those things where even if whoever the winner is, there's such a plethora of wide receivers. I would caution people to kind of think like the Browns, where it was Hooper uh, and Joku and then Harrison Bryant, it might end up being the same thing. But I, I don't know which one of those tight ends as of yet, because believe it or not, Conklin and Uzama is kind of the same. Same thing just getting the younger out of the bunch One's uh, heavily favored as a run blocker The other one is uh, favored as a pass blocker Conklin being a better uh, run blocker and obviously Uzama being a good pass uh, blocker. Like I said, it it don't leave much on the bone for you to look at as far as this team
1: Yeah, this is going to be probably my bold prediction I know we'll get to that episode as we get closer to the season, but looking at this team, um, I think Brees Hall should finish top 10 running backs this year. Maybe even push to top six. I really think how people felt about Javonta Williams, the guy everybody thought he's going to be, I think this is going to be that. Okay. Um, he has the skill set. He's in the right system to do it. It's kind of a perfect marriage. Like he's in the, I'm not sure how much carries Michael Carter going to take away from him because he is talented as well. But I really feel like he's in the right system under uh Mike LaFleur to really to really push that so I can really I could definitely see Brees Hall maybe finishing like a top six running back in fantasy I agree with you he got he got decent weapons here for Zach Wilson a lot of fast guys a lot of is going in year two we all know how year two wide receivers usually do all right it's, it's all about Zach what's Zach gonna show up he's and he's. Sneaky athletic, so I maybe they'll use the legs a little bit more this year, which could be, um, blessing or curse, <laughs> right? Which could be good, you know, as far as fantasy, you know, what right? I mean? So, right, he, he is one of those sneaky quarterbacks at the end of the draft that no one probably would be paying attention to. in a two quarterback league, of course, he's going to be on someone's team, but I think as far as fantasy goes, Zach Wilson. In those deeper leagues, and Brees Hall is my favorite on this team. Not really a fan of the wide receivers yet because I'm not sure what Garrett Wilson's gonna look like. Elijah Moore, I would say probably out of that group, I like the most. It seems like Zach and Corey Davis did have a good report early in the season, kind of faded. But I think that uh, Elijah Moore is probably the guy that I like the most out of the receiving core. Even though Garrett Wilson is a hell of a, a hell of a prospect coming in, but again, in my opinion, man, with especially with this defense, this defense is gonna be able to get more uh, opportunities for this offense, maybe more short yardage. Ditch. Carl Lawson should be back off his injury. You remember the big, uh, he was the big free agent acquisition last year and didn't get a chance to play. So with Carl Lawson, with the Williams, they just brought in Solomon Thomas from the 49ers, who's familiar with that defense as well. Yeah, sauce. Um, you know what I'm saying? Sauce. Hey, he early out of camp so far, in the rookie camp so far. People saying this guy is the real deal. So I think this defense is going to be able to get the ball back a lot. Maybe short yards, and I just think a guy like Brees Hall will excel. So that's that's my take on the senior.
0: All right, so I got a couple quick questions for y'all. Okay, Stefan Diggs, top five receiver, yay or nay? Top five in the league? Or oh, you mean like top top five in fantasy no. this year coming up? No. Jalen Waddle or Tyreek Hill?
1: Jalen Tyreek, you won't make thirty million dollars and be second to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> huh,
0: okay well i mean he, he, was the, he was taking the kelsey a couple of them years and he was making i mean huh? nah,
1: that's a different position i'll tell my second yeah. to somebody on your team all
0: right zero rb strategy targeting mm-hmm. new england running backs or not? Nah?
1: N- no if so stevenson
0: zach wilson blow
1: up or bust i'm gonna say blow up I mean, he can't, hell, how, how, bus, how much more of a buzz he could be. He's already at the. Yeah, bus. that's true. <laughs> that's bad. Yeah. How,
2: how, how low
0: can,
2: how low well,
0: well, let's can let's you go? This way, then, blow uh, up or blow out. can you go? <laughs> how low can you go? I mean, shit. How low can he go? And honestly, the same thing that we said about Tua, I mean, this is actually, this may be inching closer towards, what do we have is that? Because this kind of is starting to look like one of those teams that they're kind of setting up the same way Miami has where the right quarterback can get this thing going right now. I I don't know. We'll, We'll see.
2: I think he would have benefited from sitting out a year and having Flacco just run it. because I think just being in the spread offense, some of the most of those concepts don't transition over to the NFL. And it's an adjustment period for those type of quarterbacks. Looking at Lawrence, looking at Trey Lance. Well, Trey Lance is more so in the run offense, but we've noticed with all spread quarterbacks coming to the NFL, it's a huge adjustment. And I don't think he given it a fair chance to kind of get acclimated to the NFL, but I like his pedigree nonetheless. And that about wraps up
0: the show for this week. Next week, we're going to hop into the NFC East going to break down that division, give you any news, any scuttlebutt that's kind of going around the league and break down how it's going to affect your upcoming fantasy season. After we finish with the divisional breakdowns, believe it or not, you guys, we are inching closer and closer to the season. We're going to be at the point where we're within that 90 day window real quickly. So we're going to start our bold prediction episodes, our fantasy guard episode, which regardless of whether you're a pro or if you're a rookie we're going to give you some tips and tricks to consider and keep in mind again that's going to be the fantasy guard episode and then the episode that gets the most attention that's my man's and them episode where we stake our name on the guys that we feel are going to win fantasy leagues this year and then we also have which i think is the most important episode the value episode where we tell you the guys that are going a little bit later than they should based on the fantasy value that they are going to produce. So make sure you stay tuned. I promise you, we'll make sure we get you the information that you need to be a fantasy champion. And aaron Ron Shield, I'm coming for you, my guy.
1: We out.